It's important to live in a home that feels like home, a place where you could truly relax, think, re-strategize, re-navigate, have a home-cooked meal. Um, as a foreigner here, I haven't really had that. I've paid rent for every month that I've lived in Canada, and I haven't really had the luxury of just living in a parent's home and taking time to save up, think about what I want to do next, you know, be around a support system. So that really changed the idea of what home is for me, and I've had to make wherever I wanted to live my home by force because I have no choice. But, you know, it's with the hope that one day I will be able to have that home that I could have all the things that I need in. Um, but yeah, home is a very important part of the human experience. So, I understand home is where the heart is. Um, yeah, that is quite the platitude, but mm -hmm. not everyone's heart is in the place they call home. Yes, I believe that is what I meant. Ah, uh, we're in the same wheelhouse, finally. Yes, finally. Alright, so, as much horseshit as that saying is, uh, I, I want to look at the truth in it. What is the truth? Well, one learns to value where he or she lives. Mm -hmm. A home is an extension of a person, and a person is an extension of that same home. There is an idea of a show, a working concept, a finished product. This is the beginning, perhaps of something great. But until we reach that goal, this is simply a big, bogus podcast. Um, we're slowly getting there, wow. or, or quickly, I don't even fucking know. We're just getting so there, corny. bit by bit, so little by little, corny. we're getting there. Yeah, if you say so. And I do say so, I do say so. Alright, uh, who am I? Mighty Blackwood, who are you? Your the little one that stays quiet until I need him. My conscience, excellent, excellent. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, today is episode 5 of season 4, and for the 5th episode of every season, we are going to bring you... Oh my God. We're going to bring you the exact same theme. Habitat, environment, and home. But, yeah. But. Uh, oh, yeah, but in a completely different way. Hopefully, you know. Those are goals. Those are goals. There is an age-old argument, one which explores the differences in values. And similarities, etc., etc. Yeah, and similarities. Uh, that is all inherent in an argument, a debate. Anyway, the argument uh, explores whether human behavior is determined by genetic makeup or... Stretch it out, why don't you? Yeah, maybe I will. Um, or whether human behavior is determined by environment, habitat, home, you know, things like this. Yes, things like Nature that. Nature versus nurture. Okay, but what is your take? Heredity versus environment. And, uh, yeah, I don't have a take. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a behavioral. Okay, given, but what is the point of bringing 
Well, I'm just fascinated really by the things that we all as human beings have in common. And, you know, living somewhere is something we all have in common. So, you know, we, we each have a certain habitat, environment, or home, and we each have our own individual nature, and we have all been affected, e- really. Affected or affected? Uh, affected. Definitely affected. Okay, there it is. We've all been affected by certain types of nurture along the way in our lives. Therefore, where we live is muy importante. No, I don't, but I live in a part of the world where Mm -hmm. I have the freedom to um, juggle languages and phrases. Poorly. So. Go on. (laughs) Yeah, poorly maybe, but still, it's fun, and uh, I have the option to do so because I'm exposed to a great deal of different languages based on where I live. Touche. Point in case, motherfucker. Okay, as long as you're aware of what you're doing. Yeah, I am. Now, can we continue with what the fuck I was going to say in the first place? Mm-hmm. You may. Uh, thank you. All right, so um, there is a case, more than one case actually, but there Jesus is... Jesus a... Christ, get to the point. <laughs> okay, um, there was a young girl named Oksana Malaya. I don't know how to pronounce that specifically properly. You don't say. She is of Ukrainian descent, and she spent about six years of her life living with dogs on her family's property. That, my friends, is a perfect case. A perfect case of what? Well, a perfect case of how you can come, you know, stocked to the brim with all of the hereditary machinery um, necessary to lead a normal human life. And, you know end up in a situation where your nature is overpowered by your environment your habitat your home your nurture and you know somehow you turn out completely differently than you otherwise would have been okay meaning (laughs) well um life is fucking difficult man Uh, or it could be anyway uh it's like we hear of people rising up out of their Uh rising up out of their environmental situation with the power of their uh, their nature, their intellectual package. Um, but we, send, we seldom really hear about the flip side, where people uh, descend. Descend? Yeah, where, where people descend from their intellectual station, um, from their natural abilities, um, based on their environmental situation. I mean, a human raised with dogs will act like a human. A human raised by dogs will act like a dog. Um, The Jungle Book is, bar none, one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I like the adventure in it. I like the freedom in it. But... You know, now that I'm older, now that I'm not a child anymore, wishing and dreaming on adventure, um, I see the horse shit in that idea of a, a kid being raised by wolves and then, you know, um, growing up to really still be human-like. There, there would be nothing human-like about that child whatsoever. And even if the motherfucker could talk to wolves, 
you know, communicate with wolves in a wolf-like way, that kid would not be able to communicate with bears. Uh-huh. Explain. Okay, so that kid, Mowgli, um, is really brought to the wolves by a uh, jaguar named oh, um, Bagheera. And then he's raised by wolves. He's not raised by the jungle at large. He's raised by wolves. So these wolves raise him up, but the only thing they're afraid of in the jungle is uh, this tiger named Shere Khan. So the fucking tiger threatens to murder any man he sees. And, you know, Mowgli is becoming a man. So, you know, the, the wolves are all, oh, get the fuck out of the jungle now because, you know, the tiger's back. He wants to kill you. So they send off Mowgli with um his panther nanny um uh, bagheera um so you know my gripe with this whole thing is that mowgli was raised by wolves not by the panther and not by a bear mm-hmm. therefore well the, the, the moment he met the panther in the first fucking place he should have been a dead kid and then uh, when he meets the panther again later on he should not be able to communicate with him but you know um, he learns to communicate with uh, all animals in the forest, including a bear, uh, Baloo, uh, with whom he becomes great friends. It makes no fucking sense. Uh, but it's good entertainment. Yeah, it's 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 good entertainment. But uh, besides the talking animals aspect of it, um, it's not very realistic because when you're raised in a certain environment, in a certain habitat, in a certain home, you start to learn how to communicate based on that way of living. You're raised by wolves, you act like wolves. The end. You don't um, learn to communicate with wolves and panthers and tigers and bears and snakes and vultures and monkeys. and It just doesn't fucking happen that way. Anyway. And, and, and besides all of that, when he goes back to the human village, how the fuck is he going to know how to communicate with human beings? He, he's like immediately, although he doesn't say a word to the little girl that he meets at first, um, he immediately knows how to communicate with her it, it, through eye contact and, and smile and whatnot. And being but able to mimic her water carrying behavior. Exactly. And I assume since we're, you know, watching the whole picture basically through his eyes, that he knows how to understand, knows how to understand, that he understands the fucking song she's singing. It just doesn't make any sense. No sense at all. And um, as long as we're talking about movies. Stories. Yes, stories in the jungle that make no sense. Yes. Tarzan. That's the ultimate environment story that makes no fucking sense. This kid is raised in the jungle by gorillas and then suddenly, for some fucking reason, he becomes king of the jungle king of the jungle, king of the fucking gorillas, he would have gotten his ass beaten every single time he's tried to stand up. <laughs> um, there's no chance that he would have been able to overpower a fucking gorilla, especially since he was raised by gorillas. He would have been raised as a fucking inferior in that tribe or in that family, or troop, whatever they call them. And that's just it. You're subject to the demands of your environment regardless of your nature. Um, I was not born and raised in Canada. Um, I was born in a tropical environment. I think I mentioned this before in another episode. However, uh, the point of my little story right here is that I used to get in trouble as a kid for climbing trees here in the city of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Okay, point taken. You see, it's the little things in life that really, um, allow us to be naturally human beings. I mean, we, we are living 
beings that need to be surrounded by living things and we need to interact with living things um, be they animals or plants um, so one of the things that always bothered me about city life was that we are surrounded completely by artificial uh, constructs everything we see everything we interact with it, it's all man-made by and large but it's inappropriate to say everything god damn well it's almost everything holy fuck even the even the even the trees in the city um were put there um after the city was erected i mean by and large whatever um most things are artificial man-made okay let's roll yeah, let's roll with that. Okay, uh, so you see, we are human beings, a part of the natural order of things. Therefore, if we see um, a natural order of things, let's call it nature, if we see nature out there and then we go and interfere with that nature and change it to be, you know, whatever the fuck we want it to be, that's not the natural way things are supposed to be, then we inherently disturb our ability to act as natural human beings um, able to be a part of the natural order of things. Does that make any fucking sense? In a way, it could have been better said, but in a way. Okay, so uh, living creatures need to be able to lead their lives in a natural environment, one which allows them to satisfy their natural tendencies, their nature. Uh-huh. But since we all are extremely adaptable, if we cannot satisfy our nature, we are going to adapt to whatever is nurturing us. So, if our, our, if our environment's artificial, so shall we be. There is a thing called institution in, in, institutionalization. Um, if you've ever watched the Shawshank Redemption, um, you get a sense of what that means uh, via a movie. So institutionalization is when you spend so much time in a given situation, in an institution, um, namely, that you find it hard to cope in the real world uh, when you're released from that situation. Meaning... Um, for our purposes right here today about environment and home and habitat and whatnot. Um, if you are raised in an artificial, in an artificial situation, um, you're going to be acting in an artificial way. Just like, you know, if you're imprisoned for fucking 40 years of your whole life, um, when you come out of that prison, you're going to behave like a prisoner. You're not going to behave like a normal human being should be behaving on the outside of a prison. So, you know, um, it's very important that the human race decides exactly what makes us human and tries to preserve those things instead of just building more and more artificial things based on what the fuck would be nice for us to have. Uh-huh. To what end? Uh, if we don't feel like we belong to an environment, like it's our home, then it's unlikely we'll ever act in its best interest. Uh, I just think we should all think very, very carefully about destroying the nature of things, such as our habitat, environment, and home. Okay, how come? As soon as we disconnect from these things, that's as soon as we start disconnecting from our own nature. There is an idea of a show. A working concept. A finished product. 
This is the beginning, perhaps of something great. But until we reach that goal, this is simply a big, bogus podcast. (laughs) 